Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in this episode, we're reviewing the Australian film Rams, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And this week we reviewed Rams. Yep. So Rams takes place in remote Western Australia where two estranged brothers, Colin and Les, are at war. They raise separate flocks of sheep descended from their family's prized bloodline. And the two men are working side by side, yet are worlds apart. And when Les's prize ram is diagnosed with a rare and lethal illness, authorities order a purge of every sheep in the valley. And while Colin attempts to stealthily outwit the powers that be, Les opts for angry defiance. But can the Warring Brothers set aside their differences to save the herd and their community? This film's directed by actor and director Jeremy Sims. The writer is Jules Duncan and... What a cast to rattle off. We have Sam Neill in this movie, Michael Caton, Miranda Richardson, Wayne Blair and Asher Keddie, among others. And it's worth noting that the screenplay is adapted from a 2015 Icelandic film of the same name, mm. which I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Rams. <laughs> it's called Rams. <laughs> it's called Rams. So the change in setting from Iceland 
to Mount Barker in Western Australia where this film is set really fits with the story, I think. Mm. And Lee, you spoke to actor-director Jeremy Sims recently and he was talking about that point specifically about Mm. the different locations and how the environment impacts the story and how it plays such an important role. Well, considering what we've been through this year with bushfires and now the pandemic, this story is very relatable right now. Really? I think the story and the film was really impactful and it moved me in many ways. But But you're right. It felt very familiar and it felt almost more uncomfortable than I think if it came out last year when Mm. coronavirus was an unknown thing, just Mm. never uttered before or known to the consciousness. And I think, yeah, this it kind of packed a punch and you really felt a lot of empathy towards this small town and what they were going through Mm. with their flock and their livelihood and their businesses, etc. I mean, I wasn't prepared for how harrowing it was in places. You say impactful, but Mm. geez, it really had me in tears in some places. Sam Neill's performance just broke my heart he brought a real sense of humanity to his performance didn't he Mm. like he he was just wonderful you only need to look at his instagram do you follow him on instagram (laughs) he's great on social media he's so fantastic he's funny he's moving he's quirky highly recommend you follow sam neil but he's got this beautiful relationship with animals he has so much respect and adoration Mm -hmm. and love for them and didn't that come across in this film oh absolutely when he's talking to the sheep and he's going you're beautiful and you're beautiful it just really set you up with the connection that he has to these animals or his character has to these animals and then of course the purge of the valley Mm. needs to happen and it's just so heartbreaking to watch yeah now i think we've been treated quite nicely of the last couple of weeks recently we reviewed the australian film dirt music Mm -hmm. the beautiful backdrop of the west australian landscape yeah western australia is having a starring role in films at the moment yeah they're the mvp of australian (laughs) films in 2020 so let's talk about how that played such an important role a different kind of landscape and experience yeah we were talking about iceland so that's what like a visceral sort of ice and coldness Mm. but then you know, with this film, it was all about it was about the harshness of the landscape, but just in a different way, wasn't it? Well, definitely, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, in Iceland, the landscape is such a strong part of the community and mm. how they live their lives year to year. And the same thing in Western Australian rural communities. It's such a big part of their everyday lives. The farming communities, I mean, with the bushfire in this movie, Les and Sam and all the whole community are part of the rural fire service. Mm. Um, and come out to help whenever there's fires, which happen quite often. Yes. And that's, yeah, it's such a big part of Australian life and it's connected so well, I think. And we referenced before how it it was such a harrowing film to watch, but mm. didn't it feel like this movie was literally replaying what 2020 has yes. thrown at us? The yes. beginning of the year for our listeners overseas, you would have seen on the news that over the summer, the December, January onwards period, we were just in this cloud of smoke. Mm. All of the East Coast, Victoria, New South Wales, mm. Queensland, it was just a disaster. And then the coronavirus hit us and everyone uh, in the world. And Rams kind of yeah, really showcased that. And it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this film is packing a punch. And obviously when this film was made, that was not known. No. It wasn't intentional. And no. Jeremy Sims actually made a joke when I was talking to him that he should have made a movie about lotto numbers. 
<laughs> Maybe that's his follow-up, right? Yeah, exactly. I just want to talk about the story a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. not an original story, but no. I think passing this movie off as simply a remake does it a disservice because it's a really strong story and it's a tale as old as time about warring brothers. You know, it's the Cain and Abel story mm. from biblical times. And that's basically what this is. Two mm. brothers fighting for parents' love or, you know, to be the favourite and carrying that chip on their shoulder basically for their whole lives. I think that between Sam... Neil and Michael Caton, they delivered beautiful performances and you really felt the isolation, the pain, Mm. the confusion, just the anger. They decided that they were just never going to talk about it and they just lived their life, this awful life. Completely next door to each other, like seeing each other every day, competing, their Rams competing against each other every year. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, uh, <laughs> like, um, sort of situation to be in. A bit of an interesting dynamic between a yeah. family, right? Two brothers. The only thing I would say about that is I felt like, especially in the front half of the movie, mm. the pacing of it, they just kept repeating the same thing. The same scenarios happened. Michael Caton's character just kept approaching his house and being drunk and doing things. I think it just happened one or two times Mm. too many before the story actually progressed a little bit more. See, I was completely lost in Sam Neill's performance. I'm Sam Neill fangirl today. 100%. Um, And that's not to discount Michael Caton either, an amazing, phenomenal actor and Mm. absolutely fantastic in this as well. Mm. But his character was a little bit underdeveloped. Did you feel that? Like you would have liked to have understand a bit more about his motivations. 100%. And you do understand it eventually. I just think it took a little long. Mm. And in terms of his character being underdeveloped, I agree. And I think it came down to he was written in the same way too many times. He was kept doing the same actions, the same things. Mm. And I thought, can we just mix it up here a bit? Bit you of know, character development. Bit maybe. of character development. I think that was the the thing, especially in the front half of the movie, that lacked for his character in particular. Oh, but these two actors together, can we just say... Yeah. Amazing. They haven't been on screen together in 40 years. The last wow. time was the Sullivans back in the 70s or 80s. Okay. <laughs> and, geez, it was just like they'd worked together all their lives. Well, it's, yeah, the commitment to their roles. I mean, Sam is just wonderful to watch. He's basically in every shot, isn't he? Yeah. Quite a demanding role for, for him. And I think that once you see the brothers kind of, you know, work through their relationship in this movie, it's just wonderful to watch, isn't it? It's really quite some of the most beautiful moments in this movie are between those two, even when they're not getting along. Yeah, even when they're not getting along, there's just, Mm. yeah, a lot, a lot of craftsmanship in there, you know, they're. They're just incredible actors. Let's talk about Miranda Richardson a little bit as well, because mm-hmm. that's an odd choice to me. I mean, not because, you know, she's fantastic. She's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. But to bring a British actress here for this mm-hmm. film, I thought, oh, that's an interesting choice. But she just slipped into the Australian lifestyle and role. She doesn't do an Australian accent. No. Thankfully, yeah. she, is, <laughs> she is British. But she just, yeah, it's like she'd lived in Australia all her life. I loved it. Well, I guess her character was that she'd lived in Australia for a very long time. Yeah. And she's the local vet. So, you know, obviously in a community of, of farm animals, etc., she's mm. got this great relationship with a lot of the townsfolk. So yeah. she's quite prominent in the film. Mm. Uh, her character grew on me, especially with Sam Neill's character. Mm. And this film highlighted what depression and anxiety can look like and how it can isolate you from others. Mm. And I think Miranda Richardson's character was an integral part of that plot and that story, that moment uh, coming out. Mm. And she was a great support to Sam Neill's character in the film. What a cast. I just... Can I I talk about the cast? I don't know. And Australian humour as well. So I think they go hand in hand with some of the 
bit characters, the supporting roles, mm. there was something about the government official that shat me. Look, he was a <laughs> dick, right? He was a dick, but he never finished his sentences and it, it irritated me like I can't explain. Do you feel like his role was improvised at all? Well, if it was improvised, I don't think it was particularly effective. Okay. And I felt like he was written far too insensitively. He was there to literally turn the world upside down of these townsfolk by, you know, euthanizing all their stock. And he was being fucking awful to them. And you would presume that he'd done this before. Yeah. And I felt like he came across incredibly, unrealistically unprofessional. And also he could never finish his sentences. (laughs) And I just thought, look... If we were meant to hate this guy, heck, I was, you know, I was pillaging for that hate. Like, I guess it was effective in a, yeah, in a certain way. Exactly. But the Australian humour was just prominent throughout, isn't it? And yeah. I love a movie like that that just really can put humour and drama together so well, you know, without yeah. it being really ham-fisted. And I, Jeremy Sims has done a great job here as the director. He's an actor himself, right? Mm. And you could really see him working with the actors and letting them feel and live in that space. And it felt incredibly organic didn't it? Like you felt like they had lived there themselves for decades. It was just beautifully told. Well, I mean, he was born and raised in Western Australia. So this is his home. That's right. So I guess he felt an affinity there and it was really natural. And the last film he directed was Last Cab to Darwin, which was Mm -hmm. a phenomenal film as well. So he's doing some really great work right now. Shall we review? Yeah. All right. Let's go for it. So as I said earlier, I really loved Sam Neill's performance. We both did. We're on the same page there. And he Mm. brought a real sense of humanity uh, and realism to it. It was really beautiful. And I think his betrayal of a man who was depressed and felt like he needed to isolate himself from the world was so beautifully told Mm. from such an incredible actor. And then set in the landscape of of Western Australia, being really familiar to us in terms of what's been going on in the year Mm. of 2020 and the similarities there, I think, yeah, it, it was it was a beautiful film. And I'm going to give it three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, I'm going to agree with everything you said there, but I'm going to bump it up to four and a half popcorn mm-hmm. kernels. I think this movie was so solid and so beautifully told. And again, don't discount it because it's a remake of a different film. It's almost null and void, isn't it? No, because it, it, it is a different film. It's, be, it's set in Australia and the story may be universal, as we've said, the Warring Brothers story. But it's been completely adapted to an Australian sensibility and it works so damn well and the performances were so damn good. And maybe there was a bit of an issue with the pacing in the beginning. I'll, I'll give you that. But not enough to knock it off that four and a half for me. I agree. Look, maybe I should bump it up to four. <laughs> now right. you're second guessing four, yourself. Four popcorn kernels from Tim. That's All your right. final answer. That's my final answer. Lock it in, Eddie. Rams is in Australian cinemas from October 29. Make sure you get out and see it. And don't forget to subscribe to Popcorn Podcast for the exclusive interview with Jeremy Sims, which will be coming soon. Okay, so on to news now, Lee. We have the first trailer for Paul W.S. Anderson's Monster Hunter come out this week. Can you see me rolling my eyes? Can you hear me, listeners, rolling my eyes? (laughs) It's starring Mila Jovovich, and it tells the story of Lieutenant Artemis and her loyal soldiers who are transported to a new world where they engage in a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers. And it's based on a video game by... Capcom. Now, let me tell you why I'm rolling my eyes. Please. Because this is Resident Evil. (laughs) Is this not Resident Evil? It's just the same thing. And that franchise sort of, you know, petered out. 
Mm. It's like they're trying to revive it just slightly differently. But would you want them to do it with anyone else other than Mila Jovovich? Look, no. Okay, I'll give you that. Mm. But it's a tired franchise, I think, this one. Well, I mean, it's not part of the Mm. Resident Evil franchise, but but it just feels too samey. Same, same. I I completely agree with you. Look, I was impressed by the effects in this, Mm. and I think it's going to be one of those movies I'm going to be like, right, I've had a shit week. I'm going to go see Monster (laughs) Hunter. I'm going to grab my popcorn, and it's going to be fun. But I agree, it's probably not going to break any... Any new ground. Yeah, okay. There's a Sammy Davis Jr. biopic in the works at MGM. Now, Sammy Davis Jr. was obviously a very successful and popular actor, comedian, singer, and dancer. He was also part of the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra. That's where we know him from. So this is interesting. Any casting news on this yet? No, just the fact that it's the headline that the biopic is coming on him. Do you know anything about him? I'm I'm in the dark. I'm really interested to find out Look, who no. he was. That's a good point. No, I don't know much about his actual life off the stage. No. Mm. I mean, the only thing that I know in any kind of detail is the fact that he was in the Rat Pack with Frank Sinatra. So that excites me in that obviously I want it to be a Sammy Davis Jr. focused film, but mm. are we going to get are we going to get some escapades from the Rat Pack? Yeah, 100%. I think it would be wrong if they didn't include that in some way. Some shenanigans. <laughs> Rat pack shenanigans. Yeah. All right. Well, Lee's excited for that. That's for sure. Now, Sochil Gomez joins Marvel's upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness sequel in an undisclosed role. Mm. She's a relatively unknown actress, but we have seen her before. Yes, she has popped up in Netflix's recent remake of The Babysitter's Club. This excites me because obviously we're about to enter, what is it, phase four of the MCU mm. once Black Widow eventually comes out. No, I think we hit phase four with the Spider-Man one, the oh, last okay. Spider-Man one. That was right. the first, and then everything just exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So it, this interests me because we're, we're seeing some casting news on unknown actors new characters, Mm. bit of mystery. It's Marvel, of course. It's going to be draped in mystery and intrigue. So this is cool. This excites me. It's kind of ramping up the anticipation of Mm. the MCU blasting back onto screen soon. In George Clooney news, we haven't Mm. had much of this recently. No, he's very quiet in the film world these days, but this is good. What is it, Lee? He's attached to write and direct an adaptation of John Grisham's baseball novel, Calico Joe. Now, John Grisham and baseball are not two words I would think would go together. Well, neither would... Tim Ifland and sport, but there's something about sports movies that they excite me. Mm. John Grisham is more of a crime writer, isn't he? Yeah. So is that why you think this is a bit strange that he's got a story about baseball? Maybe there's a criminal underbelly of baseball that we don't know about. Oh, I can't wait to uncover this. Thanks, George, for bringing it to us. <laughs> now, we talked about Marvel news. We've got some DC news now. Mm. Michael B. Jordan who is just fantastic, but he's crossing the fence to go to DC to produce the live-action Static Shock movie. So Static Shock is based on an African-American teenager, Virgil Ovid Hawkins. What a great name. That is a strong, isn't it? Yeah, but what's Ovid mean? Ovid? I don't know. Hopefully the movie will unpack that. So he becomes a new kind of hero named Static after exposure to a radioactive chemical renders him capable of electromagnetic control and generation. Of course. That old chestnut. (laughs) Oh, not again. (laughs) But isn't it? Look, comic book movies, they just get away with this shit and it's always fun. We've got more Peter Pan and Wendy news. Alyssa Weapon Attack will make her feature film debut and play Tiger Lily in Disney's Peter Pan and Wendy. Yes, this is a nice piece of casting. She is, as you mentioned, completely unknown, basically. So I think that's important in this context. Do you agree? Hmm. Interesting name. Why do we always get the hard names? Uh, And why do I always give it to you? I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, Harrison Ford and Ed Helms are attached to star in the shipwreck comedy The Miserable Adventures of Bert Squire Aboard the Horn High Yo. And doesn't this just feel like a Harrison Ford movie right now? Like, I love where his career is going. <laughs> he just plays the cranky man. Yep. Uh, so I love it though. I love it. Hundred percent. Oh, he's just the right. He's the right guy for the job. Do you job. think the new Indiana Jones film is just going to be cranky Indiana Jones? I mean, he always was a little bit cranky. He's always cranky. Something's always rubbing him the wrong way. Uh, I think. Look, it. He has to be the crankiest Indiana Jones ever for number five. <laughs> it, the writing's on the wall. I reckon. So this film is inspired by a true story of Bert Squire, who's, who Helms is playing. He's a family man in the midst of a midlife crisis, which is always great for comedy and drama. And he embarks on what he hopes will be a dream sailing vacation, but ends up shipwrecked in the Atlantic Ocean with Ford's charming but unhinged sea captain. He's done a movie like this before, about 20 years ago. Yes. He's done this Anne movie. Hesch. Anne Hesch. So Harrison Ford's like... He's like, oh, I haven't done this sort of thing in 20 years. Let's do it again. <laughs> I'm ready to get shipwrecked again. But unhinged sea captain just feels so apt for oh, him yeah. right now. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I hope he has this like big sea captain beard as well. Kind of like in Call of the Wild. Yeah. You know, he had a pretty good beard for there. The beard will win the Oscar. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's news. There were also a couple of trailers released this week, which we won't go into too much detail, but you can Mm -hmm. catch them on our social channels. Uh, News of the World starring Tom Hanks, which looks excellent, and Mank starring Gary Oldman. I love Gary Oldman. He's so fantastic. And back to the Tom Hanks film, he's reuniting with director Paul Greengrass when I think he last worked with him on Captain Phillips, Mm. which is a great, great film. So that's exciting to see them paired up again. And he's playing another captain in this film too. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's the only projects that they can make together yep. moving forward. He has to be Captain Hanks. Check out our socials for the trailers for those. Awesome. Well, that's it for this week. And don't forget to catch Rams in Aussie cinemas on Thursday, October 29. Definitely worth checking out, yeah, guys. Yeah, we highly recommend it. And thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Come and join us in the conversation on Facebook. Like our page at Popcorn Podcast AU and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about these movies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.